Hey everyone, welcome back to Let's Talk Dirty with me, your host, Dawn Boyd. This podcast is about how I went from being the cleaning lady to the business owner. And hopefully after listening to this show, you will learn more about how you can grow your cleaning business or if you're doing it solo, what steps you need to take to grow into a business owner. All of the information that I will be giving to you along with my guest is for free. My main goal is to help others not make the same mistakes that I made. All I ask in return is that you like, subscribe, and follow this podcast. Every Thursday, there will be a new show, so join in each week. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Quill Office Supplies. I don't know if anyone else remembers the shortage of paper towel and toilet tissue. Well, I do, and even more so because I own a cleaning business. While there were some people, not named any names, who were out there hoarding paper towel and tissue and probably still have some left in their living room, some of us needed those supplies to do our job. Luckily, I already had an account with Quill. They were only allowing previous account holders to buy supplies. And on top of that, there was a maximum that anyone could order. They knew that businesses still needed to survive out in the industry and have those products. I was very relieved that I could finally order some products that weren't available anywhere else. That says a lot about this company. So head on over to quill.com. They have more than just office supplies. They have furniture, technology, cleaning supplies, and they have stock on personal protection. Give quill.com a try. You won't be disappointed. All right, listeners, on today's show, I have a really good friend of mine, Nathan Johnson. When I met Nathan, he was an Uber driver. And at that time, I was just starting my business. Like literally, I was still just cleaning by myself. I hadn't hired anybody. I got a chance to really talk to him while he was driving. And I realized right away that he had such great inspirational ideals. By the time I left that ride, I was ready to rock and roll. We exchanged information and little did I know, he actually was designing websites at that time. So, I asked him to do mine. As an entrepreneur, we're always looking for something that will fuel our creative juices. And sure enough, Nathan has started a barbecue spot here in Tampa, Florida. I'm really happy to have him on today and I'm very proud of his endeavors. Without further ado, let me get Nathan on the line. How's it going? It's going well. It seems like it's been forever since I've heard your voice. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I would say the same, but I've been listening to your podcast, so. <laughs> How have you been? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. I've been pretty good, you know, taking it every day, day by day. <laughs> Never know yeah. what tomorrow is going to bring for us. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I already gave our listeners kind of a rundown of what you do and how you've actually helped me out. And I always ask guests to briefly describe what it is that you do, who you are, all of that, you know, jazz. (laughs) Okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Nathan Johnson. I am the creative marketing director for Allison's Alligator. Um, I started this company, I would say about 
years ago, mm-hmm. we helped small businesses really stand out online. And I found that people had great ideas, very capable business owners, but they didn't have the support that they needed to build websites, understand mm-hmm. digital marketing. As soon as we start to apply for things like our LLC and we let Google know that we are an official business, then you know you got Yelp reaching out to you, trying to get $300 from you, mm-hmm. all these different companies. Hey, I can help you here, I can help you there. Next thing you know, you know, small businesses are sinking, you know, hundreds if not thousands of dollars into products and services that don't really work for their business. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I could actually help make a difference with my own background in business development, working for Nestle for several years, mm-hmm. my own creative side. I've been a musician, videographer, and photographer for several years. So mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, playing around with Adobe Photoshop and really passionate about digital. So I decided to start my own creative agency where mm-hmm. we really dive into the meat and potatoes of what people really need to succeed online. Mm-hmm. We don't use a lot of time. We really stay away from things like paid advertising, although mm-hmm. paid advertising is good, mm-hmm. but there's, there's a catch to it. You know, yep. there's a lot of other <laughs> things that you want to do before you start diving into paid advertising. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> me in a nutshell, yeah. uh, creative marketing director, I build websites for small businesses. Yeah. And like I said, I'm going to have your information down in the show notes for anyone who wants to get your information and contact you directly. But usually how I do the show is I ask just some general questions to give our listeners some education. All of this is given for free, but it is very beneficial for our listeners. The way I am designing this podcast going forward is to really put the basis on your foundation, like making that really strong and starting off strong and how important it is to have online presence. One of my first questions would be is what should a client look for as they're trying to find a web designer, what the credentials should be? What is it that you should look for that would separate someone like say you apart from, you know, doing it themselves or finding like a template of a website? That's, that's a really good question. I would say there's probably 12 things that you should look for. Mm-hmm. Number one is, is this person listening to your ideas. Mm-hmm. So you're an expert in your industry. You know what you offer. We tend to, sometimes we work with niches. Like, you know, I've worked with, with you and mm-hmm. cleaning company, but I may not just work with cleaning companies. Mm-hmm. And so... We have to be able to listen to your ideas. Um, right. Nobody knows your business better than you do. And then on the on the flip side, they do have their own ideas. Mm-hmm. So you don't want someone who's just, yeah, yeah, I can do it, I can do it. Right. Um, someone who has experience working with websites, they can push back on things. You might want some type of feature on your website that really isn't feasible or they can at least break down how it's going to work. Mm-hmm. The third thing, do they have a marketing department? Mm-hmm. You know, so... A lot, of, a lot of time in the marketing industry, what I see is there are people who offer certain services, but they don't understand the entire sales process. Mm. So, you know, a, a web design team that has graphic design, that has developers, that mm-hmm. also has people that know how to market yep. is going to be, you know, kind of a good sign that you're in good hands. Right. Another thing is designing with what's called a content management system in mind. A lot of websites are built on things like WordPress. I won't get into that 
Right, the technical um, end of it. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's a difference between hard coding a website. Mm-hmm. If someone's building you a, a quote unquote custom website with HTML, you're going to always need to lean on them to make any type of changes versus something like web WordPress. You're going to have flexibility once they build it out for you mm-hmm. to make updates, add pictures, change things. You want to know that they're designing on something that's that's user friendly where you can actually go in and make edits. Another thing would be something like responsive design. So most people are using viewing websites on mobile devices and tablets these days. Mm-hmm. So somebody who really understands how to not only design for your desktop, it looks great, but does it look good on the phone? Right. Another thing that you want to look for is a portfolio. You know, can they show you websites exactly. that they've done in the past? Is there a variety of websites that they've designed? Mm-hmm. And then if you don't see anything that you like, then, you know, they may they might not be a good fit for you. Some people right. have right. interesting, they can design very beautiful feminine style websites. Some people are a bit more practical. Some people can do it all. So you want to look at their portfolio to see if they can design something that looks like something you would like. Right. Another thing is longevity. Is this a person that's, you know, been around for a while that is consistent? They're they're not necessarily fly by night because design is getting easier, I would say, right, um, for right. imposters to kind of come mm, in. Yeah. So <laughs> you, know, you can sign up for a Wix account and then, mm-hmm. you know, you're just mm-hmm. building Wix sites for everyone left and right. So you just want to be careful with people who have good intentions, but they don't really have a track record. And then also conversion, you know, mm-hmm. people, some people just build good looking websites. There are other people that build websites that actually convert. Talk to a web designer about conversion, sales, how do they get leads? And then, you know, experience in another industry is nice. Right. They've worked with a variety of industries. They tend to be a bit more flexible. Have they worked on local or just national, you know, products? And then, do they keep up with modern design trends? I would say those are things, sorry to, to hit you with a laundry list, but <laughs> I would say I have a checklist of about 100 things that I go over with clients I'm sure. when I, when I develop websites. So it's really important to understand these things. And then I would say the last one is just make sure they're not too cheap. It's a sign that they're probably just using like a, a simple template mm-hmm. and they're just slapping, slapping your logo on it. So what is the range? Like, you know, and I hate to even ask you this because people ask me, can I just get a ballpark figure how much it'll cost to clean? You know, like, but I don't like to do that. So I know that may be a difficult question to ask, but kind of give an idea of what a template would cost versus going to a high end of a web designer or, you know, mid range. That's, that's, I'm glad that you framed it like that because similar to cleaning, it's hard to just say mm-hmm. this is what the price is. There's there's different tiers. And so, like you said, a custom website, you're going to be up front around five grand, mm. whereas there mm-hmm. are do-it-yourself, something like Wix is going to cost you about $50 a month. Mm-hmm. The problem the is you have to do it yourself. Right. Um, you know, yeah. And, they don't really have as much support. But for something like WordPress, you're going to be spending around 700 to to $1,000 up yeah. front. Yeah. And then you're going to be able to run it for around $50 a month. Right. Yeah. Which, which to me is, is extremely affordable. Yeah. You get the most flexibility and about... 35% of websites that rank on the first page of Google are actually built with WordPress. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, and and to, 
in simple terms, WordPress is just a, a content management system. It was designed originally for blogging, but with you know all the advanced technology now, you can create web pages on this on this platform, and now you you can create really beautiful websites on on WordPress, mm-hmm. um, and then continually update content. Right, left and right, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The last question I have is explaining SEOs. Like I'm always getting these emails telling me about what I should do with my SEO from who knows where. Like I get flooded sometimes with these emails of someone who's going to, you know, fix my web page, you know, uh, my website or, you know, all of the stuff that I'm getting. And it's always about SEO. So can you break that down to the listeners? First of all, what it is and how that impacts your business and your sales and your, um, your presence online? Absolutely. Good question. So SEO stands for search engine optimization. To, to break it down simply is, you know, can you be found online? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so to, to dive deeper into that, you're looking at things like off-site SEO. And so I would say off-site SEO is making sure that all of your listings are up to date. Sure. You know, if you run your cleaning company and you have a, an address in Tampa, mm-hmm. you want to make sure your address is consistent all across the web. Right. As soon as you start putting your business out there, there's about 70 different places online where you're going to start to appear. Mm-hmm. And if you move, it doesn't necessarily update in all the different areas. So right. you want to make sure that you're going going around and scrubbing any type of citation for your business, making sure that they're all up to date. Do you have ownership of those links, your your Yelps and your you know, your map quest and all those types of things. Mm-hmm. Then on site, your website, you want to make sure that it paints a clear picture. What is your website about? You know, does your website language talk about your business? Is there an about page? Mm-hmm. Um, is there a contact us page? Because yeah. a lot of, you know, the, the Google really, is, you know, the algorithm just scrubs websites and says, okay, what is this website about? Mm-hmm. And so you want to make sure that your website spells out what Mm -hmm. you do. Yeah. And also that you're all, you're, you're going in the back end and you're kind of customizing the, the language, Mm -hmm. you know, are your descriptions short enough? Mm -hmm. You you want to give yourself the best opportunity to rank well. So search, search engine optimization is things like making sure that your listings are up to date, making sure that your website loads fast as well. Slow loading websites actually don't get put to the first page of Google. So, mm-hmm. you know, having an optimized website, security certificates. So when you look at your website, it has a little lockup in the top. If you type in the, the name of your website, is there a lockup top? It's not really just about stuffing your website full of keywords. Right. Is your website, right. Is your website secure? Yeah. Does your website easily tell people what you do? Mm-hmm. And is it optimized so things like mobile um, responsiveness if it works on the phone and things like that, these all give you a better opportunity to find yourself ranking first versus the other company. Sure. Um, also, yeah. blogging and, and creating content on your website. Mm-hmm. Being helpful is, is really important in the Google ecosystem. So websites that are extremely helpful, sometimes you don't necessarily have to blog. Maybe you're an expert and you just lay it all out there, all the information is there. But the more you contribute to the ecosystem based on your industry, Google tends to say, okay, this is a helpful website. When people type in cleaning company near me, you know, Dawn's website comes up and it's extremely helpful. People are spending loads of time on it. They're finding tips and tricks Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. So we're going to place her first. Reviews are extremely important as well, Mm -hmm. collecting reviews. A lot of people are typing in 
X company near me or best this, you know, in Tampa right. or wherever. I would say that you've got two ways to look at it, off-site SEO, which is your reviews and your listings, and then your on-site SEO, which is making sure your website clearly spells out what you do, makes it very easy to find information on your site, and that all your information is consistent across the internet. Right. And that's what search engine optimization is. Yeah. Yeah. Very thorough. Thank you. <laughs> that's that's why you're so good at what you do, and that's why I'm I'm glad that you did mine. I always get compliments from new uh, clients that just say they love the website. Yeah, so it really displays what we're about, our mission, and our culture. So you captured it. I don't think we had to do hardly any many editings at all, and um, yeah, I I just love it. So I have nothing but good things to say about you, and I always tell people about you, and that's why I wanted you on. Because now people can just call you up and, you know, maybe they can have you yeah. do the same. So, Absolutely. Thank you. And it was definitely a pleasure pleasure uh, working on your website. Thank oh. you for the opportunity. Yeah. Um, always love showcasing it in my portfolio. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Nate, I appreciate you taking the time out and doing this with me. And our listeners are grateful as well. Thank you so much. You know, feel free to visit allisonsalligator.com and mm-hmm. get a free marketing snapshot. We we really like making sure that we use data to show you what you should be doing with your website, not just going off of a hunch. So you can get a free five-point traffic report for mm-hmm. your website by okay. going to allisonsalligator.com. Take one of our marketing snapshots or even set up a consultation with me. It's free. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear from you. So Awesome. Yeah. I would highly recommend that. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go and thank you so much, Nate. You have a good one. Hey, it's my pleasure, Dawn. Thank you so much. You thank take care. You. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone, that is the end of our show. I'm so glad that I was able to have Nathan on. I hope everyone is encouraged to really look at your online presence and give it a tune-up for the year 2021. And while you're tuning up things, don't forget to tune back in next Thursday to listen in on the next episode of Let's Talk Dirty. And again, do not forget to subscribe and rate this podcast. I really appreciate it. You all have a great weekend. Bye.